Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Elitist Podcast. My name is Corey Atkinson. Today is August the 18th, 2020. I appreciate everybody for stopping by and giving us a listen. I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody is washing their goddamn hands. Let's get on to the podcast. And today we are going to talk about AEW's women's division. And I've recorded this podcast a couple of different times now for various reasons, mostly because I don't want to turn this podcast into a situation where I'm just tearing down AEW's women's division. We all know, we all know that right now that division is, is, is no good. It's in the shitter. So instead of sitting here and telling you how bad it is and telling you how the, the, the women who are busting their ass and trying their best just aren't getting it done. Um, I don't want to tear them down. I don't want to, I want to build people up. I want to think about solutions and then how can AEW reinvigorate and revitalize their women's division. So with that, we will talk about some of the pain points that AEW has within their women's division because we have to. We have to identify the problems before we can start talking about the solutions. So right now, what is the biggest problem in AEW's women's division? And you could argue that it's the talent. You could argue that it's the presentation. But I think at the forefront right now, you need to start at the top and work your way down The biggest pain point for me right now in watching AEW's women's division is that there doesn't seem to be a very clear or even a defined direction that the the women's division is going. And you can attribute that to Kenny Omega. You could attribute that to Brandi Rhodes. But I think right now that fault lies at the feet of Tony Khan. And for as much as I enjoy what Tony Khan has built within all elite wrestling, Tony Khan has an incredible men's division and an incredible tag team division. What he doesn't have is anything resembling that in the women's division. And in thinking about the problems, it starts with the booking. We have a a world beater champion that's only beat one person of, of significance at this point in Nyla Rose. Nyla or in Hikaru Shida defeating Nyla Rose, I should say. Hikaru Shida. I I love her. She is a wonderful talent and, and is somebody that absolutely deserves the, the run that she's having right now with the AEW women's world championship. But in, in looking at how she's been presented and, and, and what she's been doing, she hasn't been feuding with anybody for, for, for weeks, maybe months. The last person that she had a program with was uh, Nyla Rose. And since then, she's only had one really good match. Not her fault by any means, but she's only been allowed to have one good match. That was against Penelope Ford, which was a really good match. So how do we move forward? How do we, how do we put Hikaru Shida in danger? Because ultimately, if I'm not believing that she's going to lose that title. What's the point of me watching? If I, if I don't feel that, if I don't believe that she has viable contenders and threats to her championship, why am I tuning in right now? There's nobody out there outside of Nyla Rose who just seems content, just hanging out in the audience. Maybe she's injured. I don't know, but they haven't said anything. So if that is the case, you have this killer in Nyla Rose. That's just watching from the sidelines 
with no explanation, but you have nobody else right now to face Hikaru Shida. So who do you bring in? Where do you look? You need a monster. You need somebody that can can get heat. I mean, that's that we're talking about professional wrestling. This is not rocket science. You need someone that can come in and get heat on Hikaru Shida. And you can do that a number of different ways. I don't want to see them do the tried and true WWE thing where it's, you know, race baiting and, you know, somebody comes in and is doing a pro America bad guy kind of a thing. If they do that, I'm fucking done. But what they could do is look at the free agent market. What a novel concept. And don't get me wrong. I recognize that WWE has left the free agent market a little, well, a little picked over. Seemingly every woman competitor that could be a threat or that would have been a a viable threat is either signed to Impact Wrestling or is signed to WWE. Right now, where I'm looking is within the ranks that you've got right now. And what you start, what you need to start doing, and I think this would be a, a, an opportunity for them to tell a really good story, is that, yes, obviously, if you can get Tessa Blanchard, she is the number one surefire way to solve that, that women's division problem that you have right now. She, she works like an athlete. She looks the part of a champion. And her versus Sheeta would be a match that I would love to see. I think it would be awesome. But it doesn't sound like from from what I'm hearing and from what I'm gathering that we're going to get anything close to that. I don't know where Tessa Blanchard's going to end up. And, you know, do you really want to bring someone with the baggage that Tessa Blanchard has into your organization? I don't know that you do. I know some people love her and I know that some people hate her. I don't know what that that consensus is within all elite wrestling. I know that she was booked on the all out, no, all in pay-per-view. Sorry, the the one prior to AEW existing where she won in a four-way over Chelsea Green, Britt Baker, and Madison Rain. But I think that you have to look beyond her because I don't know that she is the answer. And if she is the answer, how long is she the answer? Yeah, she's in her mid 20s. She's young. She's got a lot of fire, you know, but she also has a lot of personal shit that she's working through. And fuck, man, it sounds like she's a lot of a lot of work. Not unlike a Randy Orton or somebody like that. I think right now. Tony Khan and all elite wrestling need to look at Tay Conti. That's right. Tay Conti. Tay Conti. She is somebody that you would never, ever, 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 ever think to book in a position like this. But hear me out. She is a legitimate athlete. She is a black belt and a blue belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo, respectively. She's got the pedigree of a champion. You know, she was almost in the Olympics. You know, she, I, I don't know what more you need to hear on that deal that you can see here and, and, and 100% say that she is a fucking threat, that she can come in there and whip anyone's ass. And that's what you need right now. You need believability. You need someone that can become a viable threat. And you book her not unlike you would book a 
Kurt Angle or somebody else. You need someone that is a submission master, someone that can, you know, that that can get you in a submission and tap your ass out and, and isn't afraid to break the rules and isn't afraid to, you know, piss some people off. But I think Tay Conti for me, she's where I look right now until I can get the the rest of my roster, which is in Japan or other places like you need to look at what you've got to work with right now. And I truly believe that the best solution AEW has right now is with Tay Conti. You book her like a fucking beast. She is tapping people out. You need to work her up and down your roster, submitting people like crazy. And ultimately she needs to get the Hikaru Shida. And ultimately she needs to win the AEW women's world championship. Along the way, and I don't care if it's her or somebody else, but someone needs to redesign that goddamn title. That title is fucking horrible looking. And I know, not new news. This has been a criticism that has been levied upon AEW for a while. They have one really amazing looking championship in the uh, men's world title. And the rest of them are either meh or fucking horrible looking. There's no real in between. I don't know who they went to to get their belts designed. I don't know if they went to um, the the Milliken guy whose first name I think is Dave Milliken. I don't know. But back to the booking right now. You know, if if AEW wants to do right by their women's division, which it sounds like, you know, they they say that they do. And they gave them this platform on YouTube and they, they, they took some risks, I guess, in putting together the deadly draw. Then in theory, I know that some things don't work. The deadly draw didn't work. The teams that moved on, the teams that advanced, they were all teams that had chemistry and worked together before. That fucking sucks. That's boring. That is not what you're looking to have happen. I know that this, this tournament largely was made to get over the Nightmare Sisters, and that's all well and good. I know that this is something that Brandy really pushed for and got. But you've got two things, right? If the Nightmare Sisters win, and really they should, because to the best of my knowledge, Ivalice and Diamante are not signed by All Elite Wrestling. So you'd think logically that the Nightmare Sisters need to win. If the Nightmare Sisters win, when the Nightmare Sisters win, people, they're going to lose their shit. Same way that they lose their shit anytime Cody Rhodes wins a match. Only this time they're right. And here's why. For as much as I like Brandy as a person, for as much as I like Brandy as the the chief brand officer, for as much as I, I think she's a wonderful person and and yeah, I mean, I, I from what I know of Brandy, she's she's fantastic, but she is not even by her own admission at times, like she is not somebody who who should be positioned in a way that they're winning tournaments or championships. Not right now. If her skills continue to improve, maybe. And the same can be said for Allie. I know that she had a really um, emotional tweet today. And again, much, much like Brandy, I, I think the world of Allie. But in watching the matches that they had, neither one of them came across like athletes. They, they look athletic. They like they're they're in shape, right? They look the part, but they don't move like the part. Nothing is crisp. Everything looks like they're stuck in second gear. Like there's this fear to kick it up a notch and I don't get it. I know that you're trying to be careful and I know that we're, we're fake fighting, but at the end of the day, like you need to be looking like you're in a fucking fight and at no point 
in their matches or really anybody's matches within the deadly draw, did it feel like we were in a legitimate competition and missing that part of the, the, the reality of what professional wrestling is, is a problem for me. You need to have people looking like they're, they're fighting or looking like they, they know what the fuck that they're doing. I mean, this isn't the, the indies anymore. This isn't shimmer or shine or rise or name your promotion. This is, all elite wrestling, the number two wrestling promotion in the world. If you guys can't get your shit together and actually move and talk and present yourselves as athletes, as, as professionals, then I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like you need to look the part. And I don't know if that just means more time in the ring. I know that they've got years of experience and, and I don't number one. So take that for what you will, but I also know like when you run, you, you, you know, when you're trying to attack somebody, you don't just slow down five feet from them so that they can hit their, their, their move, which is also poorly timed. Like that was the, but that was the worst part of this tournament was that it exposed just how, how barren the cupboards are right now with an AEW's women's division. These women do deserve better, but at the same time, you do need women in these positions that can represent your company and your brand in a way that when people flip on the channel or give you guys a shot that they're not like, okay, this fucking sucks. This is brutal. And if I were watching the deadly draw at any point, that's what I would have thought. Holy shit. This sucks. I'm going to go spend my time somewhere else. And frankly, if I wasn't doing this podcast, that's what I would have said. I, I, I would have watched the first match of the deadly draw because I was very excited for it. And then I would have been immediately disappointed and I would have walked away. And that's not a luxury that I have as somebody that covers all elite wrestling as, as I guess a hobby. It's not a job, something that I, I normally enjoy doing. This is not a podcast or a topic though that I enjoy doing because I don't want to, again, I don't want to rip apart the, the women's division. I know that AEW knows that their division sucks. And I also know that you're kind of committed to a lot of these athletes. You're not going to go to somebody like Allie and cut Allie and nor should you. I think Allie absolutely has a place in the division. I just, I don't know. It, it sucks to say it, but I think that she does a better job as a manager than she does as a performer in the ring right now. Not to say that that couldn't change and not to say that they couldn't benefit from working with somebody, but man, if I'm AEW, I, I am sitting Tay Conti down and I am learning everything that I can from her because they need to get someone like a Sarah Amato, a.k.a. Sarah Del Rey, who is in charge of training the women. Get someone like like, fuck, I don't know, Fit Finley or, or I think he's available, actually, because they they furloughed him or, or Lance Storm. Like you need to get someone in there ASAP to start training with these women so that they can act and move and perform like athletes. They can't be this, this molasses, like stoppy, starty, herky jerky. It exposes too much. And I know that, you know, we're talking about wrestling and I know that we're all about killing the business within all the way wrestling because of the young bucks and everybody else. But there, there, there comes a point where you need to take your, your business and yourself seriously enough as as your own brand as your own product so that you can try to make sure that you're getting everything else over 
if you're not over or if the division isn't over, no one's getting over. And as JR says, man, it's all about that push. If you're if you're not getting the the the, the push, if you're not getting pushed correctly, if your division's not getting pushed, there 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 is no investment from the audience. I don't know. How do you fix it? You get someone in there to kick the shit out of Hikaru Shida. You get someone that takes a title off of Shida. And until you get some of your roster back, Shida has to chase that champion. You need to find different ways to put Shida at peril if Shida is going to be your lead dog. And I'm not saying that she should be because I'm not even convinced that she is the right person for her right now. To be honest, the best person for that spot right now might be Britt Baker when she gets healthy, which is not too far off. Britt Baker right now is the, you know, one of the most entertaining things on AEW television, but she hasn't been competing. So, you know, no one really knows or can convincingly tell anybody that, hey, this is what to expect. This is I mean, she's going to enter into a feud with Big Swole and that's all well and good. I think Swole's very entertaining, but she's not by any means a, a great wrestler. Hell of a personality, hell of a gimmick, but just again, she she is one of those. She's she's a, a big swole is another example of someone that looks incredibly athletic but can't wrestle worth a damn. I don't know how you fix it, other than just getting her into a ring along with everybody else and just working hard. We're gonna stop there. I've talked at you for twenty-ish minutes. I want to hear what you guys got to say. I want to hear from you. Email me at pwelitas at gmail.com. You know, who do you want to see in this division? Who do you think could help this division? You know, we will absolutely read your answers next week if, if we do get any kind of response, because I do think it's an important conversation to have. Otherwise, um, also send us your recommendations through Twitter or Instagram at pwelitas.com. Again, we will absolutely go over those next week on the show. Until next week, I do want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I want to thank you for taking the time to hear out what I truly believe is an important conversation. We'll be back next week. I don't know what the topic will be yet, but if you have recommendations, if you have suggestions, again, please send them in because I want to make sure that this show is tailor-made to what you want it to be. So... Again, PW Elitist on Instagram, PW Elitist on Twitter. You can get a hold of me directly on both platforms as well at Corey A. Atkinson, or you can email us at pwelitis at gmail.com. All right, everybody, that's the show. Thank you guys so much once again. Please remember, we are in a pandemic. Wash your grubby little hands, take care of each other, be nice, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>